Welcome to the Social Distance Podcast. Um, there's not much cycling on, so we talk about other stuff. Sam <laughs> has a domestic, <laughs> and we talk about the future as a single man. Like, share, subscribe. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mm. Front kick. Just getting pulled in basketball chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think. Will you shut up, man? That escalated quickly. We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? (laughs) (laughs) The microphone today. You fucking started by, like, chewing in my ear. Chewing gum, and now you're just sipping. Oh, my God. Really directional mic, isn't it? (laughs) Why is it so? It's like one of those. What's that called? Like, the H... Yeah, when they're like the lady counting pie. Yeah, but it's the opposite. That's not that stuff's meant to relax you. This puts you on edge and feels Did this work or better? Yeah, it's fine. You're chewing. Oh my god. No, the chewing's annoying. It's really annoying. Sounds like you've got the juiciest bit of Hubba Bubba just rolling. You know what other noise does that to me? Is um the worst noise in the world is you know you're in the sauna? You're sitting in the sauna and there's just like that real sweaty guy and he's just going and he starts like rubbing himself and it's just making that like that real disgusting visceral Actually Did I tell you about the sauna experience the other day? No. You tell us about the gym experience. No, like Kaden asked me last night when I was like six pints deep, how do I, why do you sweat in a sauna? And I was just like, what? Because you're asking the wrong person <laughs> at the wrong time. Why you? Like, how do you, how do you sweat or where does it come from or something? What? I was like, like a real deep question. Like I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> she, goes, she said to me, she's like, this might be a dumb question to you, Bills, but like, where does the sweat come from in the sauna? I'm like, <laughs> if you think you're dumb, I must be fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, because you think it's a stupid question, and then you try and answer it, and you're like, "Yeah, I was like, they are." When you think about it, saunas, are pretty filthy places. Well, this just happened to me the other day, right? Actually, what would you guys do in this situation? If I was at the gym and a this old leathery, you know, the like people that look like they've lived about five millimeters away from the sun for the last ten years come in long here and I'm just sitting there trying to do this like sauna for um tour down under heat adaption and all the stuff. Have and, we started uh, the show without us knowing? Oh yeah we so. sort of have. Yeah we have. That's good. I hate the intro. So um <laughs> then then he comes in and I'm just sitting there and I'm like you start you know you're like suffering in the sauna you can't really say why you're suffering but you're just suffering. And uh he just comes in full naked, which all right fine sauna, not too worried. But then he just comes to stand like, so he's sitting opposite me and he just puts his leg up on the thing and just starts doing stretches. And I'm sitting there and it's just fucking dick just penduluming. And he's just stretching his hamstrings, right? And I'm sitting there trying to be calm. And then he just starts doing this one. That noise where he's rubbing his body. And then... Just waiting for just the crack, I, crackling to start to develop. Yeah, and, I, and then I said... Like, I just, instead of saying something, I did, like, the worst thing. Where I just go the passive-aggressive, like, oh, you know, like, you know, you know, like, the passive-aggressive noise is just yeah. like, <sighs> but he just, he was just oblivious. And then he starts doing, like, the, like, the chop, the chop, the, the time massage technique where you, like, you know, two hands. Oh, rubbing your knees. Like, your yeah, knees. like, chopping board your, chopping board your legs. And he's just making all these noises and then starts doing these. And he was a little bit sick, but he was doing, like, breathing exercises and I just couldn't handle it. And I, I I got home and I was thinking like, I just thought I was in a like, you know, I thought, oh, I've just got a low threshold today. So just, we'll uh, let it go, whatever. And then I got home and started telling that story to Caitlin. And then it started annoying me again. I go, oh, I wish I didn't, God, why didn't I say something? I just dealt this, with it. And this is all stemmed from me annoying you this morning, chewing mm. and but what, making noises through my mic. What's the sort of... Like the global protocol for sauna must be completely different in Europe. Nah, like, there's got to be a there's there's a there's a, a global protocol. There is. There has to be. Don't do like, stretches. You, you can't be in 
Everyone's naked. Well, <clears throat> we always go naked in Europe. But like full poof, you just walk in, you've got no, a, I run towel a towel. Though, yeah? yeah, I run a towel over the over the like a nappy, like a nappy situation with a towel. Yeah. But I'm naked, you know. I don't wear togs or undies or whatever. But yeah, you yeah. still cover up the area. Yeah, yeah. That's protocol. This guy wasn't. And you stay this seated. But you stay seated. It's clearly and you don't make breathing noises and you don't yeah. rub you don't... your breasts like you're making to, to make the that's you certainly don't get the pendulum swinging. Do not get the pendulum swinging at any moment. That stays yeah. below the towel, under the towel. You do not. Get you, the tuck, you almost swinging. want to run a mangina in there. <laughs> I, I had a mate who was going out with a German girl, um, and then like he'd only known her a couple of days. I might have told this on the potty a couple of years ago, and they were in Germany, and they like as a family they went down to the pool, and he's like, "Oh, okay, he's an Aussie guy," and then they go, "Oh, we're all gonna like have a family sauna." He's like, "Okay." All in the boof. And like he's sitting yeah, there. Family sauna. Like the mum was in the boof. The dad was in the boof. And I said, mate, was that awkward or what? He goes, well, what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've only just met him. And here I am standing across staring like mum fully starkers. I was like, yeah, that's weird. Like I that's get the weird. whole like weird. embrace nudity and all that sort of stuff. But come on, if you've just met the in, like potential in-laws and mm. you're standing in the boof, it's like... Uh, that'd it, be an awkward like dinner that night. I reckon, well, I just feel like just it's these images. Then everything's okay from there on. Then nothing's weird after that. True. Well, yeah, true. You'd hate that if her mum was hot. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that'd be but also, more, that'd be but more also, also, if you were lacking confidence with your own manlyhood, that'd be awkward. Like mm. you're sitting there going, oh, <laughs> the, old the old man, man just gets up once over stretching and. Yeah, yeah, the old man's man's like, the exercises. Yeah, it's just not going to work. At that out. point, you're like, all right, you've broken protocol now. Yeah. Do you think that that's uh, just a power play from the dad, though? Do you think the dad was like, right, running a good operation, and he's like, we're just going to establish dominance early on, everybody naked in the sauna? Mm. Yeah. Or maybe they've got some sort of fetish where they're like, well, let's check him out. Well, what's so the protocol? What's the sauna protocol down in Aussie, Jonesy? Well, like, yeah, you've got to have a towel. Like, people frown if you don't have a towel for starters. But um, outside of that, you know, people wear clothes. Like, no, no one's ever in the boof. Like, if you oh, went in the boof. Like a t-shirt on, pant, track pants. Oh, no, like, you know, you have, like, Speedos or footy shorts. That's how, people sa- that's how people sauna on the South Island of New Zealand. They go, <laughs> yeah, like, cold down there. That is like, it's like, it's also like the... Still, like the early 1900s, and like the deep south, it's just the most conservative part of New Zealand. And people don't like it's like basically you go in there with your swan dry on, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, so I know the, arm, the, the Amish sauna, that'd be full coverage, eh? I don't oh, think yeah, the Amish sauna, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd make good ones, yeah, <laughs> build them quickly. Mm. So, what yeah. else is news, boys? I've got a hangover today. Actually, it's the first time, <clears throat> first time in a long time that I've done the show with a hangover. So it's good to be showing the the show the respect that it deserves again. Yeah. Um, went out for a few beers last night to watch the All Blacks game, All Blacks versus England. Went to the Irish pub actually. I haven't been to the Irish pub for a long time to watch live sport. Uh, normally go to Bagels and Beers in Girona, but it was he's on holiday, so we went to. Um, the Irish and it was chocker. It was a good. It was a good vibe in there. A lot of kiwis. I had a real bitter taste in my mouth after this. Something horrific. There was mm. a crime committed last night in the rugby game, Jonesy. I don't know if you saw it. Nah. Actually, this is an interesting situation, right? So, All Blacks were thumping the English, and then we completely shat the bed in the last twenty minutes. They get level with us, like two minutes to go, and then, or not even, they slot a penalty like thirty seconds to go. Time for one more play. England, uh, New Zealand kick off, all but uh, English get the ball, 25 all at this point. And instead of trying to win the game, the English fly half just kicks it out, just turns around yeah. and kicks it sideways, kicks it out. And then uh, every, nobody was happy. And even no. I, I feel like his own players were just looking at him going, fuck do you do that for? Mate, even so the, nobody, even they didn't try to win. The all, all Blacks were just stunned, like, oh my God, they didn't even try and win. No, and the, even the other English players apologised to the All Blacks. Like, sorry, mate. I saw them say, sorry, mate. Like, so got if it's a ball. draw, it's a draw. <laughs> there's, no extra, there's no extra time. No, no or, extra time. It's no not extra a time, time draw. draw. But like, when you've got the ball, like, 
off yeah, the kickoff, he catches the ball. In general, the rule is, even though it's over 80 minutes, it's like it's the 81st minute or something, mm. you can play the game until the next stoppage of play. So until the next penalty, the next knock-on, whatever. And then the game would stop. So you have... Mm. So run it. Run the ball. But he just but I understand that mentality if you're like, right, we just need to secure a, a ball, a win to... Um, sorry, I'm watching the cricket out the side of my eye here. Um, you, if you just needed to secure a win to get through to a tournament or you get through to the next stage or win a championship, whatever, I kind of understand it. But when there's no bigger goal at play or no bigger like force at play, it's like... And you're not winning. Yeah, and you're not winning. <laughs> like, I can understand <laughs> if you're winning and you kick the ball out, but you're not winning. It sounds like a brain fart, like an yeah. on-field brain fart. I think you it kicked so- it out and just went, fuck, what did I do that for? Yeah, yeah, I think he must have thought they were up by one point or something. Maybe he thought they were up. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine if he's just gone. He's just he needs laser eye surgery or something. He's just gone. Oh fuck! I thought it was thirty-five, twenty-five. <laughs> my uh, my sporting highlight of the week was um, Uncle Chen, the Chinese marathon runner who <laughs> knocked it over in three and a half hours and chain smoked lung busters the whole run. Yeah, he smoked a whole pack of darts hey, in three hours twenty-eight. That that's yeah. impressive in itself, let alone yeah. running. Like a three hour twenty eight marathons is that's pretty quick, eh? Like mm. we wouldn't run three twenty eight off the block. Nah, that's going. Nah. But a lot of fit people try and break three hours. Like that's a big thing. Like if I can break mm. three hours, yeah. I remember like, Lance I'm, went I'm for going. it and got did like two fifty four or something. Mm. So and he didn't. How many how many lung busters did Lance smoke? Oh, four or five. Yeah, see, <laughs> that, that, that's an impressive feat. Just smoking the packet. Imagine sitting down in the lounge with your mates yeah, and smoking a packet lungers in three and a half hours. A whole pack. S- smoking nowadays, like they're banning it pretty much for most films, TV shows. You know, I think a pack of darts is like sixty bucks in Australia. It's mm. so socially unacceptable. But then to see this guy just pop out of the blue, and then you see his time, you go, "If there's ever a definition of zero fucks given, mm. it's Uncle mm. Chen." Like, Have you guys ever heard of resistance theory? Like, like the like for me, I I actually kind of can see how this has happened. Though it's like the resistance theory. It's like if you smoke, if you're a chain smoker, sure it damages your lungs, but there's also like your perception of lung fatigue has changed. So it's like same way as like. I'm trying to think of a... So you a, reckon his lungs are so cooked that the pain of running the marathon is like, well, I've mm. had worse mornings after exactly. two boxes exactly. of lung busters. This isn't that bad. Mm. Yeah, it's just basically you just... It's like they used to smoke ciggies for warm-ups back in the day. Like back in the day, they'd be drinking whiskey in the bottles. Actually, which came around again. And it came around again. And I remember when Ethics were making the gels that had alcohol in them because they were like, they realized, like, hold on a minute. This like, like speeds up those things. Jesus. Yeah, no, so and then terrible. it's like, <laughs> and then it's like speed up the um speeds up the absorption of the alcohol, uh, of the carbs. But um, I just feel like if you can smoke twenty eight darts sitting on your couch, running three and a half hours with or without darts, three and a half mm-hmm. hour marathon, you know, it's just meant like this guy's just, just a bit tougher. It's a bit more resilience. And he he's clearly tra- he's. He's clearly trained for the marathon to run three and a half. So, like, mm. was he smoking darts? That must have been part of his training schedule, just smoking darts while you run. Because, mm. well, he's obviously made a conscious decision to be like, I'm going to smoke darts while I'm running the marathon. Like, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's, not just yeah, like, he's, he's gone he's not for just a bumming ciggies around the pack. Yeah. Um, like he's made a conscious decision to have a crack at the world record for how many darts can you smoke in a marathon. And I, I reckon it's a record that a lot of people just go, oh, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Uncle Chen can have it. Like, I don't think there's going to be many that will put their hands up. Because the process as well is like for him jogging and then once he's finished the dart, like lighting it up again whilst running. Like I think a lot of smokers struggle when they're standing still. Did you see that guy it's who ran It's hard for us at the moment to um, pick up to, 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 to sort of dissect bike races because there's obviously no bike races happening. <laughs> so we're just turning to bizarre athletes like Chang. But speaking of left field athletes, or not left field athletes, but left field sponsored athletes, 
How's our? We've got a horse in the race at the moment, don't we? Yeah, Ollie Wood. We, yeah. we we'll get him on the show at the end of the series, but he's racing the UCI Track Champions League, which is a five-part or four-part series, um, four weekends in a row. Mallorca last weekend, Berlin last night, and then I think there's two in London. Oh, something like that. Probably should know, I suppose. But um, he he won last night, actually. Won the scrap race. Got our sponsor. That's a bit off-brand for us. I feel like yes. that's a little bit off-brand. Successful. <laughs> he's got his, he's got his, our logo on the skin suit. So he's a good man, Hollywood. He won the uh, World Team Suit title this year. He's a POM, racing with Great Britain. Uh, was second in the Madison. And now he's kindly put our logo so we'll we'll be following him we'll we'll do some posts about him over the next couple of weeks and we'll get him on the show i reckon once the series is over so he oh, won the sure. scratch race because i didn't i didn't catch it last night <clears throat> Neither so, there's, there's two races when, a night okay and so the scratch races 20 guys start or how many guys start 24 and it's just first cross line yeah first cross line and i think like the the world champs scratch race typically is 15k um but I think in this, because it's kind of what you what you call, I guess, is car, it's carnival racing. So it's a night of racing, and they have all Bunch different events, sprint events. <laughs> um, you know, you can get tattoos, piercings, all these sorts of things. It's like Came a monkey across. throwing a ball. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a whole bunch of sprint races, endurance races, and it's a in, in one night. So the the scratch race last night, I think, is only short, like seven k or something. Um, but how does that work? Like, I've, I've never always wondered this. If you line up, if you take a lap, you're a whole lap in front. Yeah, you win. Do people take laps in scratch races? Yeah, all the time. So if you, so then what happens? Are they just coming into the final? There's say there's like three guys that have taken a lap. Does everyone else have to get out of there? No, nah, because they're racing for the for the minor placings. So that's where it gets real hectic. So last week they took a lap. Um, the, the guys that won. So Mark Stewart, he he's a um, Scottish bloke who rides for Black Spoke. He's pretty Kiwi, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah we'll claim him. We'll claim he's him. A good man. <clears throat> he's a good man, so he deserves to be claimed. But he, he won last weekend. But they took a lap in the scratch race, and I was watching it with Hannah, and I said, oh, they took the lap with one lap to go or something. And I was like, I wouldn't oh, So they just the made contact with the back of the Palo with a lap to yeah. go. Yeah. But my my opinion as, a, as an onlooker was like, don't take the lap, because all it's going to do is you're going to chuck yourself in the butt in the middle of 24 people. You're going to make the oh, you can stay 300 meters in front or 200 meters in front. Yeah, just flapping off the back. Yeah, because then you've got a clear run at the sprint. Yeah, but how but, do you arrange that? How do you arrange it with? Yeah, you can't. How do you, how many guys are you taking that with? Three guys. Three guys, I think. Yeah, or four guys. Maybe. So you're at 190 beats a minute, and you go, "Hey, boys, should we uh, maybe not take a lap?" And yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. But they, I mean, worked out fine for Mark because he cleaned them up. But yeah, it's an interesting. And so they were sprinting amongst the pallo. Yeah. Didn't this happen in the the crit you did in? Uh, I remember you telling me a story about this. Where like like Shanghai or something, a bunch of people took a lap, like lap the whole field. Oh, that was in uh, Hong Kong, yeah. But <clears throat> Mahorich, I was with Mahorich up the road, and it was just like this kind of exhibition criterium in Hong Kong at the end of the season. And I had to run my bike for like three weeks, and we had to go because Green Edge was, you know, I was at that one, I think. Yeah, you were there, Jonesy. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking, shit, Billy might win a race here. <laughs> Exhibition no, race go. where they've arranged the go. winners and he's just gone, yeah. fuck yeah, I'm going for it. No, it was full on. It wasn't an, It wasn't like a, it wasn't arranged winners. It was a proper race. Huh. But we were we were just there because we were, <clears throat> the team was trying to do a deal with this com- country in Hong Kong or something. And we were there and Bahrain was there as well. And I think, well, was it a Lamprey then or something? I can't remember. Yeah, Lamprey were there. And then um, we we took a lap, me, Mahorich, and about six or seven others. We lapped the field, but then we got away again. And then I remember Mahorich saying to me, like, he just looked at me and says, mate, you and I are the strongest two in this race. Let's just go again. And I was looking at him like, nah, bro. I'm not one of the strongest two in this race. I was on the fucking limit. I hadn't ridden for three weeks. I think we'd been on the piss the night before. And then, um, and then he just went off and just took a lap again by himself. So he lapped the field twice. Yeah. Everyone else lapped the field. Ten of us lapped the field once. How long was a lap? Oh, like quite long. Like it was a couple of K, a K or something. Yeah. K one point and a half K or something. Mm. He was the only one who clearly was in any sort of decent condition. And I well, got spit. 
another, another thing. Twelfth, isn't it? Another thing people want to know, Bills, is uh, how's it all going now that it's official? I could have ironed that fresh, shirt, didn't I? A fresh DS, straight out of the packet. Why have they given you the... They've actually tailored that shirt, if you're watching on YouTube, a picture of Sam. They've tailored it to have the DS gut, like for you to grow into a DS gut. Like, look how wide it flares out <laughs> yeah. down the bottom. Yeah. They're like, it. oh, he's still a bit lean, but he'll grow into it. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I could fit it better this morning. After last mm. night. Um, so you, you literally ripped it out of a packet and chucked it straight on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rich. I actually, no, to be fair, I did get that shirt twenty four hours before that photo and I I just took no responsibility to sort it out. And I just put it, it in my room, still it, folded. It, it looks like those first day of school photos, you know, when the kids at primary school get in front and of Remy's the classroom. Right, Remy's cleaned himself up. He looks good, doesn't he? Yeah, but how how was the uh, camp, Bills? Did you yeah, start saying, just... "Listen, guys, I know I'm only new, but I run a pretty tight ship. I don't take <laughs> any shit. I'm not going to be all bogging down." And don't ask me what the fucking weather's doing. Find it out yourself. <laughs> I'm here purely to get the best out of you guys, and it starts with a serious kick up the ass. Let's mm. go. Is that sort of how it went down? Nah. Um... <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> no, yeah. So I've joined Israel Premier Tech next year for as a sports director, which is pretty. I'm pretty excited about that. Like I've been working, um, having conversation with him for a few months actually, and and took the role on for next year. Um, so yeah, we had three days of meetings in Barcelona. I had the that the sports director's course the week before. It was actually a big ten days for me. Like I hadn't been in a classroom since since I was at school and half those times I was, you know, I was not really vacant. Was I was vacant in those classrooms. Um, and so I hadn't been at school. I hadn't been in school for ages. And then like I had this four or five day uh, course in Switzerland to get the sports director's license, which was actually like a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. It was big days, like, you know, nine to five in the classroom learning, um, and then an exam at the end of it, finished that, drove back from Switzerland, and then a couple of days later, went to Barcelona and met and met with the team. We had three days of meetings there planning for next year and stuff. And that was like, I was a bit nervous going in. I mean, I, I knew a couple of people in the team already, um, but essentially I, there was 18 of us there and I knew two or three people. So I was meeting a whole bunch of new people, stepping into a whole new role, whole new job. Um Obviously, been a bike rider for so long, you know, kind of used to that. But it was it was a cool, it was a good few days meeting everybody, great people, uh, lots of ambitions. Uh, so next year is going to be really exciting. Looking forward to it, actually. Did you have to do a test for the um, sports director's course? Mm. And if if so, could you like saddle up to the bloke next to you, like high school, and go, "Hey, mate, that uh, three, it's B, isn't it?" It's like, "No, it's C." It's like, "Yeah, no, nah, I was just testing you. Just change it." <laughs> <laughs> Was it that sort of gear? Yeah, it was. We had to do it. We had two hours, so we, we had an exam at the end, which was 65, 65 multi-choice questions, and that sort of sounds easy, multi-choice, because you think before, before choices the, are. yeah, yeah, but the the answers always in front of you was a multi-choice, you know. So mm. I kind of thought like, uh, as long as you pay attention in the classrooms, which I had done. And the night before, we had a little bit of a study group uh, with myself, TJ Van Garderen, Sebastian Langeveld, a couple of other people. And so we had a bit of a study group, and, and I really felt like we were on top of it. I was like, oh, we're all, we all seem to be pretty good. And then I got into the, in the, into the exam, and it was in the middle of the velodrome at the UCI center. So the UCI center is obviously where all the officers and the president and all that stuff work for UCI, but there's also a velodrome there. And we're sitting in the middle of the velodrome, so it's pretty cold. And how many were you? Just how many people were you? There was ninety of us. So and how much did it cost for a, to set this course? Eighteen hundred euros. So yeah, you you do the math. <laughs> um, Jeez. Yeah, and if you fail, you have got to go back again and do the whole course again next year and pay another eighteen hundred euro. Pay another eighteen hundred euros. So I didn't want to fail. Um, no. But then, like I was saying, like multi-choice, like oh, multi- like a we've done a study group the night before, and we, it feels like we're all on top of it. And then, um, and B, it's multi-choice. And 
the answer the answer is always in front of you so like even if you don't if you're not really sure you'll see the answer go oh that's right that's obviously the answer mate it was fucking it was actually pretty hard so we had 65 questions you had to get 45 right so you could only get 20 20 wrong 70 percent pass rate and i remember sitting in the exam like in the first question that came up like it's auto generated so i think that not everybody was getting the the first question for me wasn't the same as the first question for the guy next to me you know it was like kind of random and now oh, that's good way to, that's actually a good anti-cheating mechanism yeah it's all on ipads or something yeah on your computer um oh well, then so like you when, can google it yeah i don't know that that was a thing it's like they let you use a computer so if you wanted to you probably could have had something in front like on your computer like your notes or i don't know and just done a little I mean, they had people walking around and making sure you weren't cheating. And of course, yeah, but that, that's, I think that's like, surely then, if you ever see some guy who's made it to as a director and doesn't know how to sign on a team, yeah, he's just been in the notes. Yeah. And also, it's a pretty rough start to your director's career if they go, um, we've just got word, um, purely cheated yeah. on his yeah. test. It's like, It'd be a, mm. you'd be playing a fucking risky Ooh. game if you wanted to cheat in this exam. I think yeah. that. You know, it's not. What well, was the rarest thing? Like, is it like as a writer in the peloton now? I've been pro ten years, and I feel like I learn stuff all the time. Like, mm. oh, you can't take a bottle there; it's too close to the finish line. You're like, oh, fuck, didn't know that. And I mean, then, a lot of a lot of it was like rules and regulations. I mean, obviously, we went through like how, you, like you say, George, how you register a team for a race, how do you sign them on at the manager's meeting, blah blah blah. But a lot of it was rules and regulations where the car, where you got to drive the car, what the rules are with the punch when you're servicing a rider from the car, and yeah, bottle points, feed zones, blah blah blah. But there please was don't like, use bikes with motors, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that. We did like a, a big segment with so Mick Rogers actually because he's the head of the road, he's the head of the road mm. group, road cycling group, whatever you call it. What do you call that job, George? No, he's safety. Yeah, no, he's head of road like, as well. Head of road, but it's like. It's a real, yeah, a lot of it's safety, but it's also innovation, um, changing yeah. the fucking measurements of the time trial bike and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so there's a couple of questions though, that like you're keeping in mind that you're doing an exam and you're doing a week of study to become a sports director. So there's a lot of things that are applicable to you and there's a lot of things that aren't. And one of the questions that I got in the exam, which f- stumped me, was... Um, does the UCI social media channels post highlights of UCI international races or something, calendar races? What's that? It was like, the price of fish. Yeah, it was like, How's men, that help it was like you know, one of the answers was no, men only, women only, men and women, all other categories. I was like, who the fuck knows? And who cares? Yeah, I'm a sports yeah. director. I couldn't give a shit what they're tweeting. You know? yeah. Out of so curiosity, what wrong. was the answer? Fuck if I know. <laughs> but I got it wrong. I'm sure I did. Because <laughs> I had no idea. I just said no. I, I clicked no. And then I went Well, I like, see the UCI highlights all the time. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it's. And then everybody. I was like, sitting in lunch, I was like, that was stupid. Was like, I always see this and see it. I follow them on Twitter and they're always posting highlights. Yeah. But so, it's the same. That's the equivalent of, you know, when you're doing a driving test and you get like the, the question, like, if you have a extra load on your trailer. How far does it have to overhang before it needs a flag? Yeah, yeah. that's the equivalent of that question. Yeah, nobody knows. No, and nobody knows the flag. <laughs> exactly. There was there was a few questions that got me like, and obviously with it being multi choice and the answer being in front of you, like I said, they they try to trip trip you up. So they'll they'll word the question in a way that's sort of confusing. And I mean, I one of the other questions that sort of stumped me was, and I I just. I, because I hadn't done a, I hadn't done an exam for fifteen years, and I wanted to pass, obviously. So I got like so into my own head, like I was just living rent free in my own head, you know, and started overthinking things. And like one of the questions was, um, "Do you, as a sports director, do you need to re- supply an hour by hour daily plan when you're at the race?" And the answer was yes. It was yet, there was only two answers, yes or no. And the answer was yes. You have to you have to give the rider the a plan for the day, you know, like breakfast at this time, suitcases at this time, leaving the hotel at this time, race start at this time. But I went so literal in my head. I was like, hour by hour? No, I'm not going to... Yeah, that's my initial reaction just then was no, though, because they don't yeah. put in every hour. 
Exactly. Yeah, and, and is no, that I, a UCI I, regulation? Like, do you have to do that or is that just a guide? Yeah, you don't have to do it. There's no rule about that. But it's just, but we've done, we've done a, a, a class with an exports director and um, Alan Golapan, actually. He was, the, he was running was it. Gallo there. Yeah, Gallo was running it. Fuck, it was funny. And then um, he, he was my first ever sports director when I was in Radio Shack. And now he was like teaching me and he loved it. He was like making a real point about how he was now like my teacher, you know? And I was like, yeah, all right, mate, I get it. <laughs> Have you got but your like, results he, back? Yeah. Are you still waiting on them? Oh, I was going to say, everything you were telling us, I was like, Phew, if you haven't got your results back, I'd be sort of sweating a bit, mate. I was, man. <laughs> I was sweating for a week until I got my results because when I left the exam, I had like, I finished the exam and um, I had like 20 minutes left or something and I'd gone over all the questions again. So I was like, fuck, I, I might as well use my time. So I went through the 20 minutes and I went through every single answer and I put a little bit of mark on it, put a mark on the piece of paper with the questions that I thought were could be wrong. And I was telling Happy this actually. Happy was like, "Yeah, but if if you knew they were wrong, why didn't you change them?" I was like, "Well, that's a good point." But I didn't, I didn't know the answer, so I, I put a mark with the on the questions. I didn't know the answer, so they could be right, they could be wrong, and you could get twenty wrong. And I had nine. I think I had nine that I was like, "Oh, I, I reckon these are wrong for sure." And then I had like another nine where I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure." So I was like, oh, we're fucking cutting You made a really here. good point. If you're like, I know these are wrong for sure, then just change your answer to one of the other four options. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's a good I'm point. I'm not a smart man, <laughs> but I know how to sports direct. <laughs> <laughs> was there a ceremonial like on the last day, everyone throws the hats in the air, like graduation, go out. Because like, no one knows if you're a rip snorer. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when, I, when I left the UCI Centre after this, we all, we finished the exam. We all went to lunch and I was driving back to Girona and a lot of people were driving back to Belgium and driving back to wherever they'd come from. And it was just this real bizarre feeling, like just sitting in there like, I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. feel good about this. I reckon I might have failed. If you failed, what had happened? That was your job, your contract with Israel ripped up. No, I think you can. You get a one-year... One-year grace. Grace period, but in theory, you can't drive or you have to be in the car with a license. <laughs> Not much of a good sports or no good as a sports if you can't drive a car. Yeah. Do they actually do they run any simulators? Do they put you in the convoy and run a bit of Nah. And that was another thing that we were saying about was that like it was a it was a week of learning to be a sports director by sitting in a classroom. So it was like a it was all all theory all theory work for a practical job, you know? Like that's actually the thing you need most is like a, to get in a convoy and just have, you know, cyclists sitting a millimeter off your bumper going at 60k an hour as you're coming into a corner and going, right, do I, do I commit to getting this car around the corner or do I pull in, you know, brake before the corner, but if I brake too hard, they're going through my back windscreen. They need like and, a Top Gear test lap circuit. Yeah, exactly. And obstacles the and then, mm. yeah, the stick. It'd yeah. be fun. It would have been fun as well. But no, it was just all in a classroom. It was kind of the equivalent of doing like a, a builder doing an apprenticeship in a classroom. At the end of it, you're like, okay, you can build a house, but he's never put a hammer on a nail. Was the Astana director still there? You know, the guy that nearly killed the marshal at Tour of Britain? Was he just, oh, he just been forced to do like they five used that video. years? They, they showed that video as a, like a... Um, Don't do like this. A reference to something, yeah. Don't do did this. Did they show that video of when you didn't follow the protocol in turkey and took the peloton down the wrong way <laughs> that wasn't my fault this was was com- <laughs> so here's the example oh. of where it can all go tits up there's a couple of yeah. videos it was like it was quite funny they use this example like in the social media classroom they they use this example of um remember when Niels ecoff won the under 23 world title in yorkshire oh and then it got heartbreak for that him. guy that was heartbreak eh? yeah and then they took so this 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 Dutch guy won the under twenty three world title in Yorkshire, and he had a crash like hundred k to go or something. He'd crashed, and he used his team car to motorpace back on. And he and he did. And to be fair, he motorpaced for a long time behind the car, which is not allowed at any moment. Um, and then subsequently went on to win the race three hours later. But then they presented him with the rainbow jersey. On he went on the podium. They said, world champion, Nils Erkoff. They gave him the rainbow jersey. They gave him the medal. They did his national anthem, all that stuff. And then he came off the podium. And then they said, oh, no, you're disqualified. Um, and took the jersey off him. And then he did a tweet 
saying like how he was upset and disappointed, rah, rah, rah. but it was like a re- it was actually like a really good tweet. And the way he worded it and stuff was like it was really mature from like a a twenty one year old who just had the rainbow jersey taken off him. Um, his manager did a tweet. Yeah, his manager did a tweet, or somebody wrote it for him or something. But then the in this class they used it as an example of a of a bad thing to do, and everyone was like, "But well, that tweet's great!" Like, it's like a very really well written mature tweet about how he's disappointed that he got the rainbow jersey taken off him, and they're like, "No, nah, no." Nah, and then, no, like, we're all started, like, oh, he just didn't want anyone to say anything bad about the UCI. Like, right? like just like, like, there's like 20 people just going at this lady who's like trying to give us this, co- this course on social media. And that's probably why I didn't know the question about the highlights because we just were like, this guy, like, yeah, but that's an awesome tweet. Like, good on him. Like, I want to use that as an example of what to, what to write. Like, just like, she's like, oh, but no, 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 like, don't say anything. We're like, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. If they're sensitive about social media, they clearly don't watch the podcast. No, exactly. No, just I did a um, interview once from the that UCI rider safety, and then like straight away got a phone call from UCI. Just (laughs) basically pull your head in to stop criticizing. And you haven't got their phone number. Like when it rings on an iPhone, it comes up like could be the UCI or whatever. You know how it says the iPhone sees it. Like might be or maybe UCI center or something. Like, Uh oh, hello, bonjour. That's a phone call you don't want to get, eh? From the UCI. Yeah. That's yeah. never good news. Nah. Principal's you know, office. You don't want to see that come up. Mm. But anyway, you... it, was a, it was a good week of learning. I was talking to Mick Rogers at dinner one night, and I said to him, like, to be honest, Mick, he asked me what I thought about the course. I said, honestly, it's really good. Like, this, I learned so much. Um, could be cheaper. Could be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> you really dug deep there, Mick, you know, <laughs> particularly if you fail. But um, other than that, yeah, it's good. I kind of said to him that like a good way to do it would be to like make it mandatory to come and do this course. But then at the end of the week, you get your license. You don't actually have to do a test to pass to get your license. Because mm. like I say, a lot of that stuff was like the social media thing, for example, was it's not really relevant to the job. But in the end, I passed, so it's fine. Hey, uh, you boys getting excited for the FIFA World Cup? Mm. I've got a real fire festival smell to it. It's already Budweiser's starting not, to circulate. Budweiser's like, not happy. Oh, no. no. That's a that's a massive... Oh, like, yeah. What's going to happen there? I saw, oh, this tweet, oh, yeah. I saw this tweet the other day that said, some dude tweeted, um, the Qatar and FIFA banning the sale of Budweiser is the first win for humanitarian rights or something. <laughs> oh, and, and it, was right at, <laughs> it was right at the death too. So like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two days out. 70, so... What was that deal worth? 70 million. Mm. 16 million every four years. So, And I think I've done quite a few World Cups, yeah. But, like, think of the pallets of Budweiser that's just going to be sitting there now. Like, the wastage. Hmm. You're thinking, like, that no one in Qatar is going to drink it. They'll have to send them straight back. Yeah. But then I even the, even the... Like, a lot of... Um, they were... They were... You know, like the fan videos, like the content videos from the World Cup mm. people when they like, go around, they're like, you know how it's like they try and get like color from the crowd and they, they try and get like, you know, like pick videos of people having fun and people people celebrating and this and that. And they're, they're trying to, um, you know, G up, like they'll see like a group of English people and they'd be like, all right, guys, like, let's have a chair for England. Blah, blah, blah. And then the, the English just going absolutely rogue and just tearing off a guitar. For not letting oh. them drink in the stadiums, so <laughs> it's yeah. just they've got no Mate, publishable material. Surely, surely there's going to be some incidents. Like you think, oh, yeah. like you you don't supply those British fans with like grog at the games. Like it, it's going to be worse than if they yeah. They're wor- exactly. They're worried about drunk English fans. They need to be more worried about sober English fans. Yeah, sober angry who want to drink. Fan. Yeah, but even those athletes villages, uh, not athletes, the fans villages. Where people are going, oh, this is bullshit. You know, I paid a hundred bucks a night, and it's just a tent. There's no like aircon. But then other people are going, well, hey, mate, you've picked the cheapest option. And also, it's like you go into the World Cup in Qatar. It's in the middle of a desert. And there's going to be mm. a million fans. What did you expect? Like, did you yeah. expect it to be like lavish five star aircon when they're just going to knock this shit down anyway? And going, geez, they've just got all out here. Of course, it's going to be. Churn and burn, but then on the opposite end, if you want to buy, you can drink 
you can drink in the stadiums if you're in the corporate boxes or something, the VIP yeah. boxes. And it was twenty. What was it? Twenty two thousand US dollars a game, yeah. or something. Really? Yeah. Do you know you can't drink in any stadiums in Spain? Yeah. Really? No, can't no drink alcohol, alcohol in any, any stadiums in Spain. Oh, that's fair enough. They're rowdy. I think, I think a, a lot of it comes from. It's it's in all stadiums, so like you know, football, basketball, whatever. But it obviously stems from football hooligans. I would assume, no. Mm. Trying to keep everyone a bit. Sounds like it stemmed from Franco. I don't know. I don't feel like. I don't feel like it was like a. I don't feel like there's hooliganism in Barcelona. No, you can't. You can only you drink. Know, you can't drink Liverpool. In Catalan stadiums. Spanish yeah. stadiums, game, but Catalan stadiums. Yeah. Catalan and Basque. <laughs> Franco's just going. Yeah. Hey, so who's your tip for the World Cup? New Zealand aren't there, so. It's a good question. Hannah asked me. Hannah asked me the other day who I think is going to win and. Um, I I don't have a straight answer. Mate, don't Brazil, have a Scooby. maybe. Don't yeah, have I'm, a Scooby. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the Poms back. France, get on the bandwagon. France have got a good squad. France, Brazil, Belgium, Argentina. Yeah. Uh, Western countries. All right, guys. What do you reckon? Oh, what what it, I want to ask you, George, before you go, what do you think is going to happen with this Twitter takeover? Do you reckon it's going to go tits up? I heard he's doing polls now. Polls <laughs> to let Trump back on or not. Yeah. He's back on. Is he? The, he's, they've done it as an archive Twitter uh, account, but all his old tweets are all on there. He's back. Really? Yep. And that Andrew Tate as well, they let him back on. Yeah. Whoever the fuck that is. Well, it's Isn't he the bowling coach like... of Pakistan? <laughs> Sean Tate. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of cash if it goes if it crashes and burns. Mm. I think he doesn't give a fuck. I think he's I think he's just gone. I think he's laughing. It's like I said, it's it's the same thing as Gwyneth Paltrow last week. We're talking about like how she's actually just having a laugh. You know that the whole thing's a hot like selling candles that smell like her vagina and people going, "Oh, she's crazy," but I think she's just higher. Like she's she must just be so flipped that she's just laughing at people buying them. And I think that's the same with it. Elon Musk, mm. he's just. So, I think he's. You reckon, you reckon it's going to work? You reckon he's going to turn around? Or <clears> I think he doesn't that? care if it works or not. Yeah, and what, what what is it? What do you mean by Twitter working? Like, like yeah, it's a cesspit. It's a it's cesspit, cesspit of the worst of humans. Just writing something in a hundred Twitter. Twitter people on Twitter, uh, in my book, down the hanging out down the bottom with the grunters at the gym. Mm. The stringlets. Mm. I need to get a new repertoire. I'm still running the whole routine from like 2012, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, you're old school. Eh? You're like, oh, I'm old school, Instagram. man. I'm like, no one uses Facebook. Are you doing Facebook yeah, I, updates? Like, no, well, I, I just is actually. No, I don't learned, post anymore. I, I learned at the UCI anymore. course that the that Facebook is still the most widely used in social media platform. Really? In the world. It's because cycling fans are old. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, is, on, I don't get on. I don't get on TikTok. I barely thing. use Instagram. I need to freshen it up. Do you know what's big at the moment? Actually, is um this new thing I came across called Be Real. Oh yeah, what I haven't got it. But every, yeah, so I've had a few people ask, well, oh, do you want to be my Be Real?" I just feel like they're inviting me to a prom or something, and it's like, <laughs> and then they just take a photo, and it's so you get um a notification at some random point in the day, and it's a, it takes a front and back photo on your phone so both cameras go off so it's the whole idea is to be like this is me being real and you only have like two minutes to take it or something mm. and you have to suddenly take this photo and then so it's like whatever you're doing at that moment right then no makeup no whatever so it's to try and depict like the real life as opposed to the glamorized instagram thing but i think it just makes you i think it's a bit of an own goal because it just makes you more addicted to your phone yeah. Waiting Who for wants a... to see a photo of Bully on the can? Like, <laughs> I think it's like ninety percent people shitting. Yeah. I honestly think that. So you guys ever get so... into Wordle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Eh? Yeah, is that dried up What's now? Fun? Everyone moved on from that. I have, but Hannah still does it religiously every day. Yeah, Wordle's good. Yeah, yeah. I it's not social media though. No, no, but it can be because you can share it if you want to. 
Yeah. Oh, and before we go, I watched that tour of Southland video last week, George. What is that one? Yeah, I saw that in your notes. What is it? When George flicked that rider and didn't wait when he crashed. And then I heard his interview afterwards when he was pissed off. And after seeing the vision, I was like, mate, you're lucky you didn't get belted. Like, he did try to choke you out after. (laughs) On rewatching that stage. (laughs) On rewatching that stage. It's a dog act. It's. It's so funny how like how I envisioned that at the time, and then rewatching it, going like, "What was I up to?" I didn't oh out. yeah, and then <laughs> he said in the interview, "You know, these, the these riders in Europe, there's obviously different rules over there. It's real disappointing." I was like, yeah. "Man, he went soft on you." But he he was really good in the interview. But it was quite funny when you look back on it when he said like, "Oh, you know." Like he named Rolly, he's like, oh, Hayden Rolston understands the, you know, the ethics after racing in Europe, but you know, some guys obviously still, still got a lot to learn, or you know, but that, like when you, like, it's just funny when you like at this point of the, in, in your life and you look back on that and what you've done since then, you know, like yeah. one of the best bike riders to ever come out of New Zealand internationally, but like then it, it's so funny to see the evolution of, of a person yeah. on the cheeky little shit that just breaks all, all the protocol. That video though is my arms. Where did that? How far up my arms stick? And how long your hair was? Yeah, real long yeah. hair. Real long hair, running a big rat's tail. <laughs> and you had to go on the podium for some jersey, and you just had this face of guilt, just like, hey. oh, like waving the hand, just going, yeah. get me off. Like it was a dog <laughs> act. Just being choked out on the line. <laughs> Maybe we can see it. Maybe we should put that video up. Maybe we can. It's pretty yeah, cool. let's um, clip it up. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, that was a real tough watch for me, though. I that, I struggled to watch that. Oh, I, I just watched it because I was just enjoyed watching some old school cycling footage. Like I watched the whole. What thing. was Bauer up to? Yeah, I know. He went on the hail. Just hit out twenty k to go. Yeah, jeez. He looked young as well. He was national champ at the time, wasn't he? He was so strong. Or well, he is yeah. so strong. But he was much stronger than anybody else back then. It was. Yeah. And then what about Rowley? Like he just rode as hard as he could from the bottom to the top. Like there was just no tactics. He just like he just started riding was real the, hard from the bottom. Tour of was the equivalent of it's a cycling equivalent of playing like village cricket. Yeah, it's like or park cricket in Australia. You know, it's like no one knew what we were doing. Everyone was attacking everybody, talking about unwritten rules. When you know, it was like <laughs> we'd heard this myth of unwritten rules in cycling. Like it was kind of like the fashionable thing to do, like talk about unwritten rules and panache and this. It was like. Mate, we don't even know the real rules. It's Let's fucking, fucking stop worrying about the unwritten ones. Yeah. It's grassroots cycling. Just fucking get on yeah. today. Like, let's be honest. It's a tourist album. It's a great race. But it's back. like, it's grassroots cycling. Just yeah. fucking race. Like, we'll have to put on it. the socials that video bills. Yeah. People can have a look. Um, I've got Christmas today. It's Christmas today in our household. Yeah. And, yeah, so we've got we've got this tradition we've been doing for about eight years. Just like six or eight of us that do like this like early mid November Christmas and we always go and stay at our friend's house out of town. We've done it for years. So today oh, we started today, that at the Barca pad. Yeah, Sunday started yeah. from the Barca pad in some ways. And then like so we go out there out to our friend's house and we we so go out there this afternoon at three o'clock and everyone's been designated a, a meal they've got to cook and all these different courses and I think Durbo's on the wine pairings and all these things, and so and we all stay out there, so it'll be a big, big night. But it, fe- it like it feels like Christmas for me because in New Zealand, when I'm, whenever I'm home for Christmas, is you go to the pub Christmas Eve and catch up with all your mates you haven't seen for the whole year, and you get absolutely hammered at the pub, and then you wake up Christmas morning hungover as fuck, and you got to sit through a whole day with the family. And I feel exactly like that. I feel like I've got a hangover. I've got to go to Christmas in a few hours. I don't know if Hannah's even really talking to me today because I said I'd be home at 8.30 and I got home at 1.30. <laughs> she cooked dinner. I like, how, I like how he's back using the podcast as therapy sessions again. <laughs> you started this, you when you it's came on this morning, deep. you were halfway through a domestic, eh? Yeah. I could see you were rattled and you were sheepish. I went to give her a cuddle this morning. She just was like, fuck off. You just got out of bed. I was like, Ugh. Hey, it'll be a Christmas miracle, mate. Yeah. By tonight... You'll be sitting around drinking eggnog, yeah. singing Mariah oh, Carey I'm firmly songs. in Anna's camp. I'm firmly in Hannah's camp on this one. Oh yeah, me too. Like, there's only one person who's fucked up here, and it's not her. But you can't rewind the clock, unfortunately. So I've got to find a way out of it. 
Oh, right. you got about a couple of hours to patch it up for. Yeah. Problem go is get a Sunday, nice present. It's closed. You can't yeah. go and you can't go and. What are you going to do? Pull some flat? Like nothing's open. I don't it's know. very hard to pull it back on a Sunday. Look forward <laughs> to that the update. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Tune in next week. Sam back <laughs> on Tinder. <laughs> Doing lockdown videos. Yeah, lockdown videos. Here we go. Oh, Fuck. God. I could not hand if you. If you actually, if Hannah leaves you, I'm leaving. Oh. I can't handle you. I couldn't handle you again. Nah. Mm. Nah. Nah, I wouldn't. I, I think, I hope I hope that it won't come to that. Um, but I'll let you know. We'll report oh, back in a couple of weeks. I bought a new golf club the other day, Jonesy. Did you? Yeah, I bought a four-wood. Oh, yeah? Yeah, bit of a random club, but it's good. Do us a, like a, a video next time you do a round on um, how to shoot triple bogeys. Like just take us through like an average hole. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to shoot one to be able to do that. Oh, I'll shoot one for you. Bye, boys. All right, mate. All right. Like, share, subscribe. Oh, before you go, leave a review too. We had a look at the reviews on iTunes. Um, We've got a lot of five stars, but there's a couple of one stars, Bules, that put in there. Clearly people that were pissed off. They're people that have got vendettas. I'd love so. to know what we did to get a one star. Like, um, I know there's people content. that don't like us. That's yeah, all it is. has to be someone who's watched the show and just gone fucking disgrace. Like, one star is like this is terrible. Yeah, this is the worst podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> and some shows, yeah, okay, warranted. Yeah, <laughs> but They're average like, it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give us a three or something. Yeah. Most of those one stars have come from me. <laughs> There's a review on there from George saying, hate, hate recording this, let alone listening yeah, to so it. Yeah, if, so if you can do us a solid, just try and iron out those one stars and uh, give us plenty of threes. There's a comment from George saying, never listen to the show, but I bet it's shit. I hate recording it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Williamson just got out. Oh, my Conway's out. All right. Like, subscribe.